0: mm <laughs>
1: Everyone, welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, a weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from a varying skill range. I am your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, our semi-full-metalled Fury, Keith. Hey, and our no-metalled Fury, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, if you couldn't tell, we are going over Keith's pick, which is Full Metal Furies. So,
2: Keith, tell us, why did you pick this game? So I picked Full Metal Furies because, well, it was a newer game, so I like to play the newer games on Game Pass. that only came out probably within the last month, and it reminded me a lot when I looked at it of one of my favorite Xbox 360 arcade games, Castle Crashers, which I put tons and tons of hours into, um, just kind of a side-scroller, up type of game, and it is like that. So yeah, I think it's great.
1: Yeah, this game did remind me a lot of that game, which that was a fantastic game. But uh, So this game comes from Celador Studios, which their big game that they did before this was Rogue Legacy, which I actually played a good chunk of. I really liked that game a lot. But this game was a bit of a different pace for them, but I think the game is actually a lot of fun, but it is quite different from what they did before. So real quick, let's go through and tell everyone, is this a game or a pass?
2: Well, I'll start out, I guess, since it was my game, and I think it's a definite game, for sure. We'll get into why later.
1: For me, this is a game with friends, but a pass if you have no one to play with. I think it's a good game, but I found it like I didn't think it was as interesting by myself.
3: I was kind of middle of the road, and I was thinking about it, and the fact that you can hurt cats and light them on fire and stuff, it tipped me into the pass. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say pass for this game.
1: I think it's funny burning a cat is what's like you're like that's not fun. There's oh, at least yeah.
3: one sociopath who made this game. And so minus five points. <laughs> the the
2: cat doesn't die.
3: You have a cat, how can you say that? You can light it on fire as long as you don't kill it.
2: We'll we'll get we'll get into it. So to give a quick
1: synopsis of this game, you're a group of four girls who after the king who ruled over humanity is killed by the Titans. You are trying to go out in the world and fight these four titans that are trying to enslave humanity. They're trying to be the new king. So you play as one of the four Furies, which there is an engineer, a sniper, a tank, and a fighter. Each of them kind of have their own skill sets and different unique traits. And you are just battling through the world and trying to fight the titans in order to help save humanity. Now, the overall story for me, I thought was kind of odd because I felt like it was trying really hard to be a little bit dark with its constant, like, humanity is on the brink of destruction and uh, the world's about to be enslaved and you're trying to save the world. But then it, like, was also very humorous. So I, for me, I what kind of bothered me with the story was, like, how, I don't know, depressing about war and everything it was. But then it was funny. I just wish it just went more on the light. I don't know. I think I'm probably being a little nitpicky with it.
0: I
3: agree that it was funny, but I do think that they tried a little too hard at some points. Like, I I did chuckle a little bit, but then sometimes I was like, okay, let's let's try it.
2: See, I don't really agree with either of you guys, other than that I think it's funny. Because to your point, Andrew, I don't think they were ever trying to be too dark. I think at many points they even make fun of the fact that they're being so dark and, you know, all this stuff. So I think the overall point of the game was to be funny. But I do agree with you in the fact that the story is not that interesting. It's, this is a game that's solely built for its gameplay more than anything, I think. Um, but I did think it was kind of interesting because I think they at least loosely based it off of like the actual War of the Titans from Greek mythology or Roman or I don't know. But I thought that was kind of cool. But anyways.
1: Yeah, I will say like the setting of the game is cool because like you're saying, it is kind of like Greek mythology, but it is supposed to be kind of like modern times. So, you know, you do have guns and swords and shields and energy and everything like that. So I think it did a cool job with its set piece. I really do really like it. But I do think it's odd that the story was constantly talking about humanity and how you're trying to save humanity. But the entire game, you're always killing, for the most part, killing humans. So it's like, I don't get what, like what humans would team up with these Titans.
2: You never really see like civilians or people that you're trying to save. You kind of start a war to end of the wars, I guess, because it. For what it's worth, the people or the humans that you're killing are humans that are teamed up with these titans trying to take over the world. So they're not exactly good humans that you're trying to save. They're the bad ones.
3: I just really didn't care about the story at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I barely remember it. I put in the amount of hours that I had to and like just called it a day. I, was, I could not care less. Like, you guys are talking, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that.
1: See, my favorite part of the game, though, is, I, is the humor. Like, some of the parts of this game just made me laugh really hard. Like, the, the giant leech boss called, like, the Destroyer of Worlds, and you end up just taking him out one shot, and he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot, I suck, and he just instantly dies. So, like, I actually love the humor of this game, because even, too, there's a couple times where someone would make a comment, and he's like, wait, that guy has this, though, and then, of course, they make the same comment. I think the writing of the game is really good
2: yeah that's what that's what made it worth like paying attention to the story because there again was really nothing that interesting about it it was only worth reading it for the jokes um so yeah i i thought it was a lot of fun to play more than anything and it's funny because i i myself i actually played a chunk hours of this just on my own i love this style of game that little bit of grindy you know that extra 8,000 gold will get me those extra two levels, and then I have to play another level to see how my upgrades fare. And I, I just I love this style of game.
1: Yeah, so the style of the game is like a uh, side-scroller 2D beat-em-up. And I think this game does a really good job with it. Because as Keith was saying, this game is very much like Castle Crashers, which that was a fantastic game as well to play with friends. It was a good like kind of party game. So yeah, with this game, you can only pick one of the four girls, like, you're not supposed to have duplicates. Eventually you can unlock duplicates, but each character has their own levels, so if you switch it up, you're going to be starting back at level one. But this game always encourages you to kind of switch up your characters, because as you're mastering some of the items, it gives you an overall profile boost to, like, all the characters... So this game it does encourage you to kind of keep mixing up your playstyle and changing different characters, playing with maybe other friends and joining their games and playing a different character to level that character up. Because even if you're not playing your character that you're highest level with, you're still progressing everyone, which I actually really liked.
3: I feel like I died a lot, though. Like, if I was playing a level that you guys were, like, way far ahead of me, because I started playing after you guys did, and it was just like, I'm just going to die most of the time. But then when I start out at the beginning... It was a lot easier, and I kind of worked my way up into it.
2: Yeah, I that that one time we played that the three of us, I didn't, I definitely didn't help give you a good experience. I was just picking a lot of bad levels, and it, it just made it not good to play. But it is, it is a lot of fun when you get to play with a group of friends, and you can get into a fairly matched level.
3: See, it can be like a good drinking game. Like you have like a beer or two, you know. But like. Just playing it like by itself, I just I didn't really kind of see the point. I mean, it's it reminded me of an arcade game, but I just feel like there's so many multiplayer games on Game Pass right now that I just liked way more.
1: No, you make kind of a good point that also kind of irritated me with like the leveling up a little bit. I never felt like you were overpowered, so. At one point, I'm, like, level 30, and Keith, you were playing a character that was, like, 99. So I was like, okay, Keith's going to be able to literally just, like, breathe on these people and they die. But you you would do a significant amount of damage, but I didn't feel like you were just mopping the floor with everyone. Because even now, we're trying to play the final boss on the new game Plus. You already have a couple characters fully maxed out. You have a huge profile boost with everyone, and we're still struggling with it. So for me, it didn't feel like overall, like... Everyone was getting stronger. I felt like it was mandatory that it's like, oh, you need to have everyone at 99 and all their weapons mastered to even be, like, decent at this. And I didn't really like that. I always hate games where you can't level up really kind of past the game and that it always kind of holds you back. And so, like, even if you're playing a low level, I feel like it's restraining you and you can only do so much. And I kind of felt like how this game was a little bit because my character, even as a 50, I'm still doing a significant amount of damage with the level you're at, Keith. As a ninety nine,
2: yeah, you are not totally wrong on that. I don't think, but one thing that I will say, playing that last boss, I I actually did it in less than probably five tries doing it by myself. Actually, it the game plays oddly different when you play it by yourself. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it scales down the difficulty a little bit. Or I mean, it gets something. harder with friends. When yeah, you play with four people, it's tough. Oh, so an aspect of this game for that purpose is. Occasionally characters will shield up, but they'll shield to the color of the damage or the, you know, character, the fury that needs to kill them. So to Andrew's point, if you've got four furies out there, you've got all four colors. So it's just, a, it becomes a yelling match of, you know, get your guy, get, you know, get your shield, do this, do that. And it gets, uh, you could, I could see there'd be a lot of fury actually. Yeah, maybe that's the point. <laughs> I mean,
1: I guess it's a, to kind of Liz's point, I think this would be a good drinking game. Having four people who are like slightly inebriated play this game, trying to shout at each other where to go in the corners and which guys they should be targeting. I think this game would be hilarious if you had four people and everyone was just drinking. Because the nice thing about this game, it does have couch co-op. So if you have four people over your house, or as most people don't have four people over their house, you can obviously do it online. But I know for a little bit, we were having a little bit of issues with the online connectivity. I know some of it was partly our internet. But we were also playing with some people who weren't having issues with their internet. And like there was some slight connectivity issues. But for the most part, a lot of it was pretty steady. But nothing was more frustrating than being halfway through a level and it just kicking you. And it like shuts the game
3: down. I think it's the worst I've seen in a game.
2: It was uh, the only thing worse as far as multiplayer. And I, and I love it still. But is Ashen. That was the most frustrating multiplayer <laughs> game i ever That's true. Just because we could not figure out how to play it. But that aside, it was it was actually a lot of fun to play once you did. But yeah, I would honestly say it was really weird. It was like the last two or three days that we played, we have absolutely zero issues. Yeah, so I don't know if the game got an update or something, but I, I just think it honestly had a lot to do with your, your or maybe our internet connections, to be honest. Do you think there'll
1: ever be an episode where we don't mention Ashen? I feel like every episode <laughs> we might end up bringing up Ashen.
2: <laughs> well, it's because I love Ashen, and that. That's, that's our, our first episode. It's, it's, you know, it's near <laughs> dear to me. I try not
3: to think about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you hated that game. But yeah, I mean, I, I do admit,
1: I, I do think it is like a bit of our internet connection, but the game is just very sensitive, though, because we play other numerous multiplayer online games, and the most I have is maybe just like a lag spike. But with this game, if you get like a little bit of a lag spike, it just disconnects you. It very rarely would actually reconnect us to the game. It would just kick us off to the main menu. So this game was just very unforgiving to any sort of like slightly shaky internet, which I think is very unfortunate. So overall, though, like, what did you guys think of like the enemy types in the combat? So I actually thought the combat worked really well. I thought every character was pretty diverse, except I felt like the Tink and Fighter were very similar because they're both melee, and I don't know. I I I felt like their skill sets were pretty close to each other, but I thought all the four furies actually had were pretty diverse enough that were pretty interesting, and I actually liked the enemies. I thought there was a significant amount of enemy types that it actually made the combat really interesting
2: yeah when you beat the game it does like a march or parade of all of the enemies and you get to see the numbers that you killed of all of them and i think there's somewhere close to maybe about 45 to 50 that go by at least now a lot of them are recoloring or slightly bigger but even with their recol- yeah. colors on like on like a slightly improved version they actually added like some like small details to them too that wasn't just color so i did appreciate that it wasn't just okay purely lazy but they also recognize or they also acknowledge it in the game i don't remember where but it says some i think it actually might be in the game description i think it just says something about i hope you like recolorings
1: yeah it was a level red coats where like they mentioned that the enemies are harder because they're red
2: yeah that's what it was
3: i really like the combat that was probably my favorite part oh (laughs)
1: That's all you
3: gotta say. Yeah, okay. No, I, have to say. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't extraordinary. I had fun with it. I liked the the different weapons and the different character abilities. I I liked the enemies. I thought it was good. <laughs> I'll give it a G. Yeah,
2: I I definitely agree. I think. See, it's funny though that you mentioned the fighter and the tank. Now, I obviously played a ton more of this game than I think both of you combined. <laughs> but. I I found them very, very different. And that's the one thing I did, like, is the strategies of how you had to fight. And just some were better against certain enemy types or bosses, too, even. Like, there was times I would just switch up and go to a different character because that type wasn't working just right against it. So I I can see, yeah, because they're both melee. But then you'd have to say the engineer and the sniper are pretty similar because they both shoot. But that's not true.
1: Well, I think the biggest complaint with, like, the fighter and the tank, they're both rated so every fury has kind of a difficulty rating which also didn't make sense to me because it gives a five star rating no i think it was six star difficulty rating but no fury is a one star so for me it's like why have numerous stars like why wouldn't one fury be a one star difficulty a two star and a three star and a four star because there's four furies i don't get why they did like a six star difficulty rating scale
2: yeah that was a really weird feature that they put in this game i didn't get that at all
1: But I thought the two Melee Furies, they were completely, like, at a disadvantage to any boss fight. Because, of course, as bosses do, they hit very hard. And a lot of them do, like, a ground pound shockwave. So basically, the two Melee people, I felt like, would just die in, like, one or two hits. But that's why, as a sniper or the engineer who actually have guns... You can actually stay back and actually just take pot shots and little the boss down. So I thought they were at a complete disadvantage on any boss fight.
2: See, I disagreed. Still, I actually did a lot of my boss fights purely with the tank when I was playing by myself because she can actually block that ground pound. So she can. She's actually basically invulnerable when she puts up her shield for like a thousand damage or something like that. She's really good.
3: Take me so with Andrew, especially because the engineer also had that turret too. And I felt like whenever I was the one that just had, like, the shield that she would bump people with, I died real quick.
0: Yeah.
1: And I always thought it was just, like, frustrating, because I've tried fighting a couple bosses with the melee characters. (laughs) Because there's some, like, specifically, there's one guy who, like, sits behind a brick wall with, like, a heavy machine gun and just blasts. And if you have to get close to that rock wall, like, you just have this tiny area where you can actually hit that guy, and then he just ends up doing, like, a giant wall of bullets. And I thought that fight was incredibly hard if you're any of the melee characters. But speaking of boss fights though, I did overall actually really like the boss fights. I thought they were a nice kind of skill check. Like a lot of them didn't feel like they were too overpowered, but it a lot of it was just like kind of dancing around trying to dodge these various attacks because everything's well displayed as to like where shots are gonna land or what kind of attack the boss is going to do. So this game is takes a lot of skill to kind of figure out how to dodge duck and roll out of the way so it was a nice kind of mixture of kind of like ducking and like rolling out of the way and then kind of like when the boss is stunned after an attack to kind of quickly blast him and then kind of go for cover and then eventually a shield will go up on the boss and one of the other fears would have to coordinate to go and take the shield down so i kind of really liked the dance they did with the boss fights i thought they were really fun
2: yeah and to your point it was very much of like you had to memorize the boss moves and things like that to to master them at least i mean you could i guess stumble your way through some of them without it but it, knowing their uh move sets and like how they progressed it, it was very helpful for sure i think that's what actually made the last boss so hard for us because he actually just always does like a random set of attacks so we never knew what to prepare for
1: yeah the last two boss fights are just constant dodging because yeah the one before that is when you're fighting like cronus and it's just like non-stop lightning explosions time bombs, and then same with the last boss. It's it's just this constant non-stop running. But it, it, it makes it pretty fun, but it's also really nerve-wracking and also kind of makes you furious and makes you want to destroy your controller. A
2: few times. But what did you think about the music? Because I don't think it was really anything special, I guess, myself. But there was a lot of it, though. The big
1: thing I, know, like, I noticed with the music, and I know we mentioned this before in another game, once a game, this is another game that... Will just blast your ears off at the beginning intro. As soon as we put on headsets and we're like about to join a party, the game's audio in the main screen is just absurdly loud. It just blows your ears off. <laughs> but overall, I like the music. I thought it did a good job. Yeah, with once pacing, you turn it right, down, but that's yeah, basically down. I,
2: kind of I guess where I was like, I thought it was entertaining. I think they did a good job because there was a lot of it. Is what they did. So like each area had very specific types of music or kind of a feel to it that it set the the. Uh, ambience or the mood whatever but overall i guess it wasn't really much to write home about either
3: i think it fit the game it did its purpose but it wasn't something that i would be like oh wow this is amazing yeah it wasn't like an
2: amazing orchestral score like ori
1: well no and i think it it needed to
2: have that kind of digitized arcadey feel to it because that's what the style of the game was you know it's pixelated and and low graphics so I think it was it was perfect fit for what it was
1: yeah and what did you guys think of the graphics because I know you compared this game a little bit to Castle Crashers which Castle Crashers they definitely did a lot better job with the graphics it was a lot more detailed but this game went like pixelated what did you think of it
2: they weren't special but I guess in a sense though pixelated is a thing now a lot of people are doing so that you can do it well because obviously the storyline scenes they had more like cartoonish actual detailed pic images So I like when games do that, where they're like, hey, it's kind of realistic, but you're also just going to play without pixels. But yeah, comparing to Castle Crashers, I just think that's where they made a different art choice more than anything. And maybe it was because of the size of the studios, but I also don't think Castle Crashers was a big studio. One thing that's interesting is Cellar Door Games goes back to, like, Flash arcade games on your web browser back in 2003. And so... It kind of yeah. fit who they are, I think, because they just have always done a lot of pixelated games. That's one thing I thought about it.
3: I mean, I feel bad because I don't have as much to say about this game because I did just think it was good. I thought <laughs> the the graphics, were they were what I expected. It was like an arcade game. It reminded me of a game that I can't put my finger on. I didn't play the one that you meant, had mentioned earlier, but I just I just thought it was very middle of the road.
1: See, I'm surprised because you generally hate games that are pixelated. I remember there's a couple games I played and you're like, oh, this game looks super old and it looks kind of like dated. And it's like, no, this is the art style they went with. Like, it's pixelated on purpose.
0: But
3: it did remind me of an arcade game, though. And that's why I kind of think that it didn't bother me at all. Like, it, I mean, it was what I expected. Yeah. Because I, I used to love arcade games. Yeah.
1: And I mean, yeah, it's very reminiscent of like Streets of Rage or the Ninja Turtle game that you'd always play in an arcade. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's maybe what they're going for. But I think the great thing about these graphics is it complements the puzzles that they put in this game really well. Because of the graphics and how it's pixelated and how, like, some of the stuff is layered, it was very easy for them to kind of hide these hidden paths and then put, like, these hidden rewards that you could explore for, which I think is really cool because the puzzles in this game which me and keith were kind of lazy and we ended up just looking up the solutions but the puzzles in this games are really intricate and they're really creative and i absolutely love the puzzles i thought it was really cool what they did with them
2: yeah that was one thing i'm glad you mentioned it because i was i'd kind of forgotten um that was actually one of my favorite aspects of the game that i like you mentioned kind of cheated my way through or lazied my way through by looking it up online but there was I once I did a few of the first ones I I actually tried a couple on my own and was able to figure them out but one of the things I thought was really neat about them is it wasn't all just find a hidden path in the actual levels themselves sometimes it was on the map and you'd have to do like a series of buttons to open a secret level and all kinds of things like that so to to andrew's point it's yeah they were very intricate and just really really interesting if you actually tried to do them yeah sometimes you'd have to
1: be a specific theory to actually access some of the areas as well yeah but
2: you have to really kind of do these
1: puzzles if you want the full story because this game kind of has two endings and it's like a soft ending where you know you defeat all the titans But then there's actually a more hidden ending where you have to solve all the puzzles, and then you end up unlocking another boss you have to fight. And it kind of gives more of the story, which I really liked as well. I thought that was actually kind of cool, and it was a good job kind of for the writing. But like I said, even when you unlock that last boss, it's once again kind of this dark and brooding kind of storyline to it. But but then, of course, it's humorous. Yeah. But... I, I did it. I thought it was a good job that it kind of rewards you for fully kind of completing this game.
2: Yeah, and even with that final boss, they even get, take it just a slight step earlier. I mean, a little spoiler alert here. You don't actually get the final boss unless you choose to fight him. You're presented with a choice of, you know, he should rule with, you know, the style of one of the other four titans, or you just walk up and attack him. And that's your final boss fight. So, sorry for the spoiler, I guess. <laughs> I don't really care. Well, no, it's more, that was more of a yeah. tip. It's a secret within a secret. Yeah, so like I said, but I thought that was, those are the things about the story itself that I thought they did a good job with, but I don't know if that's a good story as much as it's good gameplay or writing maybe too. I don't know. (laughs) I just really liked this game, obviously.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was very much like, it's just- I
3: was thinking, of course you did, but I didn't want to say (laughs) Ah,
1: it. I think it's- This is very much a Keith game. I think think it's it's very well
2: established at this point. You and I have very uh, opposing opinions on most games. We have very different yes. tastes. Yes, we do.
1: Well, there's one thing I kind of want to ask you, Keith. So the thing, I guess, that really differs between me and you. I, Whenever I played this game by myself, I did not find it as enjoyable. I thought it was relatively easy to play by myself, but I didn't think it was as fun. I felt like this game was more designed to actually play with your friends and have fun with your friends.
2: So I definitely agree with you. This game is definitely designed for party play. It's it's just a much more fun game. Even if it gets more difficult, it's not a game that you worry about being difficult, I guess. So, I actually think it was easiest when I played it by myself because I didn't have to stress out about, "Hey, Andrew, that bomb's about to explode and oh, you're down or whatever it may, you know, just whatever the situation may be." However, I had a lot of fun with it, I guess, because it sort of got easy in some ways. I found it kind of relaxing. It's like one of the nice things is if you're if you're you would so you would pick two characters, which is what you would do if you played by yourself. And if one of them went down, you could actually hold the right trigger button and then crawl to you. So it actually made it a lot easier to revive your teammate playing solo than it did playing with a friend. Yeah,
3: because playing with you guys, you guys would wait till I was at ninety nine percent and then you would revive me. <laughs> you're like, she's
0: not well, helpful. She
3: can lay there. Until one 99. reason is is
2: when you're <laughs> playing multiplayer, this is one difficulty adding that they add in is it does take longer to revive your teammates. When you're playing multiplayer versus when you're playing solo, so it would be kind of t- you know it wasn't intentional. We didn't try to do it to you, Liz.
3: You say that, but you always went to Andrew. You guys always wait till I was a ninety-nine percent, but you would help each other out. And it was because I just wasn't as good as you guys. I was much lower level.
1: Well, no, because you would have to stand still to revive someone, and obviously when you stand still, you're vulnerable. You have to keep moving in this game.
3: And all the enemies only attacked whenever I was down.
2: Basically. <laughs> Basic.
3: i'm not offended i'm just no, saying it, like yeah you guys are it, it'd be nice to rely on myself <laughs> well and you are
2: right i mean one of the reasons that it did i will say probably happen more is going back i didn't pick good levels so if i if we were to revive you you were basically instantly down again and it wasn't even your fault you were the, the <laughs> enemies were just too strong for you at that point it
3: was just a joke I, i'm
2: not offended <laughs> wasn't it t- Clearly yeah, we don't hate you liz we revive you all the time in apex <laughs> we do a lot of reviving for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say though, I think kind of a missed opportunity that this game had is that they, they didn't kind of they didn't have more fun with the multiplayer. So as we're kind of comparing this game to Castle Crashers, one of the great things with Castle Crashers, I don't know if you remember this, Keith, but anytime you beat a boss and saved one of the princess, you would actually have a free-for-all brawl, and it actually had fun, like. You would have more fun with more people that you had, so you could all fight each other, and whoever survived got a kiss from the princess. And I kind, kind of wish this game had some mini games that you could play with your friends, because like it actually makes it more fun and more humorous. So unfortunately, this game was a bit of a missed opportunity with that. That's a really yeah. Great- I
3: like multiplayer games that you compete if it's like arcade style, because I think it just makes it more interesting. Well,
1: the phrase is competitive cooperative, but yeah, where you're actually working together, but there is a slight mixture of competition as well and i really like that but unfortunately yeah this game didn't put
2: there. no the only thing you really could compete over was stats and that didn't even really make a lot of sense because the way it counted numbers was weird yeah so so i do
1: agree. yeah because you that. shared gold you shared health you shared potions so there was always it was always among the team yeah
2: so i i definitely agree with you that's a really good point that that's a huge miss on this game i actually want kind of makes me want to go back and play castle crashers because That game was a lot of fun, because one thing, too, about Castle Crashers... Now, I think they're just different games, obviously. I mean, that goes without saying, but they were just designed a little bit different. But Castle Crashers, I think you had, like, ten different characters you could play, right? Something like that? No, you had, like, twenty. Yeah, there was was a lot. You would unlock so many. There was a lot, and... Yeah, there wasn't a ton of difference, because I think you had, like, all the same items that you could use, like, weapons... But it was interesting. I liked it a lot. It was it was something that I I thought would have been cool if they added it even like after the game, you know, maybe you could unlock some of the titans to fight as or something like that. I thought that would have been really cool.
1: Yeah, or unlock yeah, some of the soldiers you may be battle. Yeah. Cuz that's what you did in that Castle Crashers. You all the characters you unlocked were some at some point you
2: fought in the game. It, and it's easy then too, you know, you don't have to redesign a whole new character. You've already got them in the game. You just make yeah. them playable. That's all. So Kind of a miss, but overall, I don't think it really affected much for the game for me. I would say,
1: yeah, I guess not. Now, I will say one thing though that is kind of nice about this game. I didn't realize it until you kind of pointed it out, Keith. But this game is actually really easy to a thousand. It'll take you a significant amount of time, but overall, though, the achievements are pretty easy to get, and luckily, this game also doesn't have any achievements you can miss. So you'll have to fully play this game through twice. So that's why it will take only a little bit of time. But once you at least beat it the first time, you will get a good 80 to 90% of the achievements. Because, I mean, that's what happened after we beat the game. You helped walk me through all the puzzles. And then you ended up... I ended up, yeah, having 90% of the achievements. There's like two more I need to unlock, but they're worth like 150 points, so I'm trying to get Yeah, them.
2: it. it is awesome. I I did it. This is probably one of the first games in a while, I guess aside from Apex, but that had, what, like six achievements or something. But it's like one of the first yeah. games in a while that I have thousand because I decided to look it up. And to your point, you can do all but literally one of them with, that, with just one playthrough if you look it up. So you don't even really need to play it through unless you want the final one. And that one is worth, I think, about hundred points. The the beating it on New Game Plus. So to your point, yeah, I think this is a fantastic achievements game. But one thing I thought was really cool about them, since I don't think there's really much else to talk about otherwise of them, is all of their names. Like they just they all had some sort of like ology that linked to kind of what it was. So it was really interesting. That's actually where I figured out the whole like War of the Titans reference because when you beat the game the first time, it's called like Titanomaki or something. And I Googled that, and that's another name for War of the Titans. Fun fact for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that they did that. They added everything withology. Yeah,
2: it was it was kind of a neat thing. I like when games have fun with their achievements, and I felt like they did a little. Uh,
1: I guess getting now into our final thoughts, because I feel like there really isn't too much to talk about this game, so this might be one of our shorter episodes. So, Keith, kind of tell us, you know, what did you think of this game overall?
2: So, I, I think I've pretty much made it clear i really liked this game a lot i thought it was a ton of fun whether i was playing by myself which might not have been as fun but tons of fun if you got some people to play with you know couch co-op online co-op whatever it may be and um yeah i i think that's about it as far as a score i still don't think it's like a blow away game because the one thing that i didn't mention and this is where it's going to hurt my score there's not a lot of replayability unless you're trying to help a friend through it like i've been doing with you you kind of have no replayability so for that i probably just stick with like an 80 80? yeah an 80 is a high top i would have gone 85 if there was like good multiplayer replayability like you were saying you know against your friends and stuff like that this would be an 85 easy and i feel like i'm kind of like in the
1: middle of the road with this game like between you two i i really do enjoy this game i thought it was a lot of fun i thought it was a lot of fun to play with friends i really love the humor because i feel like a lot of games just don't try humor as much which i don't get because whenever a game does humor and it does it well i absolutely adore the game like borderlands borderland did a good job of its humor but i i like the combat i thought it was interesting i the boss fights were a lot of fun, but also very frustrating. Yeah, I, I do kind of agree with you, Keith. I don't think there's too much replayability, but I think this game can get away with it because it is an arcade game, and I think for if you're trying to look at like dollars per hour for this game, I think it does a good job with it. Not every game needs to have like infinite replayability with it, but this game I thought was long enough, but not too long, and... By the end of it I, I was pretty good. I was like, all right, I think I'm okay if I like never pick this game up again. Uh I would have liked to have more fun with my friends with it, but it's like, eh, I'm okay with how it is. So for me, I I'm probably giving this game a seventy five. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. It's it's worth kinda of picking up with your friends if you have some friends with Game Pass.
3: For me, I think I'm going to give it a 60. It's a, it's a good game. I've, I've said that like a billion times, but it's the only thing I can really... I just like how you say good it. game
1: with like a shrug. You're like, <laughs> good game.
3: <laughs> well, for me, I just think that there's so many other multiplayer games on Game Pass that are, that are better. And I just didn't want to play it. I don't know what it was, but I would... I, I mean, I knew I had to, but it was kind of like I really... I, I was like, do you know what, let's play an hour and then I can watch something or I can play a different game or something. And I was kind of like counting down and being like, oh, has it been an hour yet? <laughs> and, um, but yeah, if you're into, like, this type of game, I mean, I guess give it a try. But there's there's better on a on a Game Pass.
1: So currently right now in retail, this game's going for 20 bucks. Would you guys recommend this to a friend Game Pass?
3: Um...
1: For 20 bucks.
2: Maybe. I think Castle Crashers, you could probably pick up, like, 10 bucks at this point. And so if you're paying for just buying the game, I think I'd probably recommend buying Castle Crashers because I still have that too, so I can play with them. But I don't think it's a bad price for the game. I, I, but I will, as I always say, play it on Game Pass. Yeah, for me, I think
1: this would be definitely worth buying for 20 bucks, especially if you have some people at your house to play with. Because, yeah, if you're a bunch of friends trying to play online, it can get a little pricey. But, yeah, if you have, like, a brother or sister or something like that or a significant other like I do, you get it. 20 bucks, I don't think is a bad price tag for it.
3: For me... I wouldn't personally pay twenty bucks for it, and I was gonna say if you have a friend that likes the same video games that Keith does, maybe, <laughs> but even he's kind of like, 20 bucks. So I mean, he's been raving about it, and he's kind of like mad about that price. So maybe not. <laughs> no,
2: I only, and I, I'm that's, I'm not. I told you, I said it's a good price. I'm just saying, I think Castle Crashers is cheaper, and I think just as good of a game. That's all. Twenty dollars yeah, is a very good, uh, good price for this game.
1: Alright, so overall, we're we're pretty split in the road on this one. But yeah, so you should definitely check it out, I think, if you're slightly interested in this game. But uh, I also want to give a quick update on a previous episode that we did. We recently did the Descenders, which was on a game preview game, and we actually just checked again, and they did fix their achievements. So if that was one thing that was kind of maybe holding you back on playing the Descenders, you should go back now, and you'll probably get the achievements if you missed any. That's going to do it for this week on Game Pass Grab Bag. Uh, If you enjoy listening, don't forget to, like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening. Or don't, you know, because I don't care. Do whatever you want. But uh, tell us, did we miss anything? Uh, Did we get anything horribly wrong? Let us know. You can find us at Twitter at GPGBPod. We're also on Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. Or if you want to talk to us directly and tell us how amazing we are, we're at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. But I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. Uh, You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01844. You can also follow me at Twitter with the same Twitter handle. I'm also changing that. So it too will be at Firebird01844. I will be streaming the games. Uh, I've actually been streaming a good amount of Apex as well. So if you ever go to my Mixer channel, you can see some of my clips for the past seven days, uh, which I've been getting a good amount of wins recently. So it's relatively entertaining. You also get to see my beautiful mug. I like how you laughed at that way. Thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, Keith, tell us where can people find you? Uh,
2: as always, on the Xbox at Little Fluffy, no numbers, just that. I am also streaming sometimes, usually on Mixer under the same name, and you can find me on Twitter, Keith Lynch one two one. Where there's also a convenient link to my Mixer, and usually I put it on there if I'm if I'm streaming too. Uh, so yeah, we can do that. Uh, but. Liz, what about you? Um,
3: I've been Liz the Noob gamer tag. Come on, I'm Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is E W. And by the way, Andrew, mug just reminds me of root beer, <laughs> and that's why I kind of chuckled because I was like, I go for a root beer right now. When's the last time I had a root beer?
2: Do you really <laughs> emphasize <laughs> the beer really on random? root beer. Root <laughs> beer.
3: <laughs> well, I go for a beer. <laughs>
2: I'm glad I'm
1: glad (laughs) you think of (laughs) Root Beer alright well yeah that's gonna do it for us this week Uh, go pick what yeah pick
3: pick. let me pick a game well
1: you're clearly picking Root Beer Root Beer the game
3: if that was an option
1: Liz next week is your pick please tell us what are we playing next week
3: we are gonna be playing a game that looks really cool called Thimbleweed Park it kind of looks like it's a 80's murder mystery and there's an obscene clown so I think it's gonna be great (laughs) nice
1: up C Clown. Not th- every game is great with Up C Clown. Alright everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. We hope to see you again next week. Bye. So-